So here's my big vision. We are going to be the first to install internet on Mars. Okay, ready? Okay. Great, let's do it. Big vision. Big vision, huh? Big vision. I think Elon Musk is gonna beat you there. I've always thought it would be hilarious. So it's far cheaper to go to Mars one way, not have to worry about building a colony. And if you made it, if you made enough money that like your last like year of life, you fly to Mars, beat, beat Elon, be the first person on Mars. Of course, you're going to die there, but then like still Elon's fame because you don't have to worry about all the other technical stuff. You just crash into the planet. Crash. <laughs> you just have to be able to make 10 steps, take off your mask, plant the flag, plant the flag, done, done. Make sure you can stream it back to Earth. But that would be epic. That would be epic. Especially if there was his, if he was going there at the same time, you just pass him. Because you have all the costs. Is how do you get back? How do you survive for an extended time? But he wants to die there. Yeah. So yeah. you wouldn't be. I would just, I would just, there. I would need to be there for one day. You just got to get there first. Mm -hmm. Which is a hundred times easier. If you say so. I think so. <laughs> Definitely think so. Okay. So, fired by a VC. So this was a post we saw on LinkedIn from Travis Ashby. He is the founder of WorkLife. Um, so we've got the link here, but his, his complaint, and so let's talk about this, is, is this a reality? Is this truth? Obviously there's two sides to every story, so we don't know what's happening on the other side. But he said, uh, you know, he has a friend that's a CMO that recently got fired weeks before his vesting cliff. I don't know what weeks mean. I'm assuming perhaps within a month. And they said that VCs replaced him with a hotshot from SF. Jerks. And, and his point was, why not let them vest their one year's worth of hard work if they're that close? And then especially if, if that hard work is what led them to get funded in the first place. So it was good enough to get them to, through the door, but then they just start replacing people. And he says he's seen this with a CMO, with a CRO. What are your thoughts, Peter? Well, one, there's always like two sides of a story. Right. right? So we don't know the other side. Mm -hmm. We don't know if like the CMO was like, you know, shacking it up with, you know, the assistant and the, the C, needed to get canned or the, whatever, right? The CEO could have sold the CMO out and said, hey, this was a good CMO, but we need a great CMO. Yeah, totally could have been the case, right? The VCs could have been like, hey, the CMO's great and he did an amazing job getting him or she did an amazing job, whichever it was, to this point. But to get the company to the next level, we really need, you know, these hot shots, right, to come in. I think the real thing that, like, ticked a lot of people off is that they were one month shy of their cliff. We think it's one month. It just says weeks. Weeks. Okay. Well, either way, weeks away from their cliff. And they got canned. And so it looks like all oh, these greedy VCs are just trying to like save some dilution. I think the reality is that I don't know, I could be wrong, but I wouldn't surprise me if like the VCs that like didn't even like enter into the calculus of the VCs, right? The ownership percentage of giving this this individual an extra, you know, one year's, you know, a quarter of their equity is like so small that in the grand scheme of things that like they didn't even calculate it. Right? They also may have gotten a payout or an offer, an option. Hey, yeah, they, they might have, and we just don't know about it. I mean, I don't think though they would have been complaining to Travis about this if mm -hmm. that were the case, right? Now, honestly, I think I, I kind of place the blame not on the VCs. I place the blame on the CEO. 
the founder, assuming the founder is still the CEO. Because like, I, I don't know, there's a, there's this other this other story. I think it was the guy, the company that did Word with Friends way back in the day. And they got acquired by Zynga. And like, like the guy is like a legend because what he did is that you know, six months prior to that, something like that, he had the, the company was going through a tough time and he had to lay off a bunch of people, like a bunch, developers, all kinds of stuff. And so when the company got acquired, he went back and hired all of those people back <laughs> for like a day or something like that so that all of their options would vest so that they could get like their full like, you know, payout on the acquisition. And um, I don't know. I, I just like to this day, I remember that. That was like a decade ago that it happened. You've talked about this story several times. I've talked your... about because it it's so like powerful. And like to me, though, like that was the entrepreneur that did that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think in this case, like I think if I was the CMO, I would be most betrayed, not by the VCs, but by the entrepreneur for not like standing up and defending. Fair point. Right. Do you think the do you think the CEO felt like he or she had that power. What? The, oh, well, it, maybe, maybe not, right? I think a lot of entrepreneurs, unfortunately, cede a lot of control over to VCs that they don't necessarily need to do. I think they're so they're so afraid to, they need to win at almost any cost. They need to win, but I think there's also like, hey, I've, like, I don't, I haven't fundraised a bunch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the, what the VC is telling me, that must be the way it's supposed to be done, right? And I don't want to screw up the deal I've got. And, you know, like they get really nervous. Like I see this all the time as a co-investment firm where, you know, we go in and the entrepreneur's like, I love you guys, but like the VC is telling me that I can't bring in somebody else. And I'm like, this is bull crap. Like go tell, <laughs> go tell the VC that they can, they can just, you know, carve back a little bit of their, their stake. They'll be okay mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? Um, they can put in 10 million instead of 11 million. No problem. Or not even that. They can put in like 10 and a half or 10 and three quarters. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to move the needle for them. Um, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs get nervous about it. Right. And, and I don't really fault them. But I also don't think that they need to. I think strong entrepreneurs are able to push back. And it's kind of like, I don't know, like like the, the, the stronger the personality, right, the more that the VCs are likely to want to work with that person. It's like their ability to sell that vision, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it's like that, um, that saying that whoever, whoever uh, values the relationship more, right mm -hmm. is in like a worse negotiating position or whoever cares less in a relationship has more leverage right and if you are the entrepreneur and you're meeting with these vcs and you're like projecting or believing that you are the the you know the the less important one in the relationship then you're you're giving up a ton of control that you may not necessarily have to give up mm -hmm. i don't know but you yeah. know Maybe that's not something that I should say as a VC. No, I think you make a very good point. I think the the CEO, perhaps, again, we don't know what happened. There's always sure. two sides, sure. more than two sides. Sure. But the CEO you're saying should stand up in these in these moments. I think so, like good CEOs. And look, I think I think to the extent they don't, I don't know. I, I mean, the problem with this article is we don't know who that was, mm -hmm. right? But if... So here's another question. But oh. maybe maybe we should, right? Maybe maybe we should be like, hey, you CEO, like, by the way, this is the kind of CEO that you're going to go work for, Okay. right? Maybe. So let's say the person did a good job, but not a great job, but definitely not a bad job. 
weren't sure. they weren't sleeping with the secretary they weren't being dishonest yeah at what point do you say you get your equity or you don't because weeks away could have been hey they're just halfway through the year you know they you know like a half you know like what point would you draw the line i don't know i think if you're only like six months through the year they're through your vesting okay, what, period, if you're, what if you're like, 10 months to the cliff you're 10 months at the company the, the so you got two months left yeah would you give the would you let them vest that i don't know it's a good question it's their first cliff i'm assuming it's the first cliff i don't know you just, well no so typically you just have one cliff and then you have vesting periods or his vesting cliff hmm i'm assuming it's the first cliff but i don't know that could totally change it have you been there for three years i would generally just ex accelerate it if you're more than you know less than what 10 to 20 percent of the way there 25 yeah i don't know i mean that's tricky i might accelerate it i may also just give them a good severance package mm -hmm. right? i'd just say did you take equity in reduction for salary what would have been your market rate salary here you go yeah i think i would do something that i felt was fair and that they felt was fair okay and again without us being in the trenches we don't know but as a summary you're saying i would be surprised if they didn't get like a what the CEO thought was a fair severance package. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that too. And to the extent that they didn't, then I would be pissed, mm -hmm. right? But I don't know. I don't know what their ownership percentage was or any of those things, but my guess is, is that... But the moral of the story is VCs are evil. VCs are evil. They're here to... They are snakes. They're here to play chess with your, with your team. They are here to take your company <laughs> and run it into the ground. And to lose the vision. And get it addicted to cash. So it can never get off cocaine. <laughs> get off of them. Yeah. So I don't know. But class people are saying it's classless, classless, unethical. I think there's also a lot that we don't know. Generally, generally probably what I would do is if they were about to hit their cliff and we felt like they weren't worth the equity we're giving them, we would say how much would we have paid them, what that delta would have been, and then cover it up. Yeah. Like I always get frustrated with found like let's say you're a founder, you're not working for a salary for 10, 11 months, and then they can you right at the last moment. That would be That'd be a jerk move for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. But in that case, I feel like when I've seen that happen very rarely, I feel like in those cases, they should have said, well, what would you have paid that person? And maybe the company just doesn't have the cash, but then don't yeah. pull up. Don't pull that move. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Look, I think in a, in a better world, like somebody should have been asking the questions. Somebody should have been looking at this stuff. Right. And realize that, hey, at the end of the day, people talk. You mm -hmm. want to be able to hire more great people, right? They're going to go talk to the people that got canned, mm -hmm. right? And if you get a reputation as an entrepreneur for doing this kind of stuff, no one's no one's going to want to work for you. Nobody good, mm -hmm. right? So Because they just can't trust you. And I don't know. I just don't feel like... I don't know. Life is too short to be a jerk, and then you have to live with yourself as being like jerk. And I don't know, maybe some people get like get off on it because they're like, "Oh, look at me, I'm so powerful." And because at the end of the day, they're so insecure inside that like they need those sort of things to feel good about themselves. But I don't know. For me, like give them the give them the like you know like what would have been like probably like a quarter percent of the or yeah a quarter of one percent yeah i don't i don't know of the company realistically mm -hmm. right i mean it's like such a small small amount in the big scheme of things mm -hmm. and that's being generous probably right i don't know and then you would have you know they still would be probably ticked that they got axed after you know 11 months and replaced by somebody else but you know then they're not feeling like you were super unjust and that you were going out to get to screw them because you were greedy Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. All right. But, you know, shame on the VCs for not like, you know, doing the right thing here, too. Maybe we should do some investigative journalism and find yeah. out what really happened. We'll find out who it really is. What's we'll the, out them all. What's the real story?
<laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely, regardless what that is, if you're the entrepreneur, that's a tough tough spot to be in. Yeah. But like, I think, you know, if you're the CMO, like, yeah, this sucks. And you could be like grumpy and bitter about it. But, you know, and this is probably like a really privileged thing to say, but I would just let it go. Mm-hmm. Go to your next thing, build something bigger, mm-hmm. use it as fuel to, to drive you to, to bigger successes. Don't, don't wallow in it. For sure. Life's too short. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let us know in your comments. What should, what should have happened here? What would you have done? Leave the comment in the video below or go to venturecapital.fm and, you know, reach out to us on our other channels that you can find the links there. Thanks for joining. All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon.